Greet you in Jesus' name this morning. This morning we have what we call council meeting. We've assembled to give expression of our peace with God and each other in preparation for the service next Sunday, which is of communion. The message this morning started about two months ago at Maranatha Bible School when I was handed a poem, and you will find a copy of that poem in your mailbox if you have not retrieved it already, and I have been thinking for two months about this poem. So if this poem has the potential of impacting you as much as it has me, take it home, stick it on your fridge, and read it every day for a month. And uh, It's entitled, The Cold Within. Six humans trapped by happenstance in bleak and bitter cold each one possessed a stick of wood, or so the story's told. Their dying fire in need of logs, the first man held his back, for of the faces round the fire he noticed one was black. The next man, looking across the way, saw one knot of his church and couldn't bring himself to give the fire his stick of birch. The third one sat in tattered clothes. He gave his coat a hitch. Why should, he, his, why should his log be put to use to warn, warm the idle rich? The rich man just sat back and thought of the wealth he had in store and how to keep what he had earned from the lazy, shiftless poor. The black man's face bespoke revenge as the fire passed from his sight. For all he saw in his stick of wood was a chance to spite the white. The last man of this forlorn group did not accept for gain. Giving only to those who gave was how he played the game. Their logs held tight in death's still hands was proof of human sin. They didn't die from the cold without. They died from the cold within. Turn with me in your Bibles, Second Chronicles 36. The title of the message this morning is The Relationship of Repentance to Peace. Second Chronicles 36 and verse 11. We have a biblical illustration of bitter cold. 
and it wasn't outside. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he began to reign and reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord his God, and humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet speaking from the mouth of the Lord. And he also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear by God. But he stiffened his neck and hardened his heart from turning unto the Lord God of Israel. Moreover, all the chief of the priests and the people transgressed very much after all the abominations of the heathen, and polluted the house of the Lord which he had hallowed in Jerusalem. And the Lord God of their fathers sent to them by his messengers, rising up betimes and sending, because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of God and despised his words and misused his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose up against his people till there was no remedy. And this passage of scripture describes a group of people who were running away from God and God saw that and he was sending his messengers, he was sending his prophets, he was giving them the word that he needed, they needed to know, but they despised him and they misused the prophets. And it was the cold within, it was the refusal to repent that produced a situation where the Bible says there was no remedy. Now I don't know how what you think about that last phrase, but that is incredibly tragic phrase. In a relationship between God and his people, because of their behavior, there was no remedy. There was no way out. Could they have had peace with God? Oh, absolutely, they could have had peace with God. Was it difficult? I mean, complicated? No. It was very simple. One simple word. Repent. Can I have peace with God? Absolutely. Is it difficult? Is it complicated? No. It's very simple. Repent. Now, if you and I were created... Perfect, which we weren't. The Bible, I mean, if we thought that, if we do think that, uh, if you read the Bible very far, you'll find out that that's not the case. We were born in sin, and in sin did our mother conceive us, and um, sin is the basis of conflict. 
It's the basis of conflict, extended conflict between me and another individual or me and God. and, and so, all of us, every single person in this audience, every single person in this world, in order to have peace, must repent. Because we were born wrong. To have peace with God, we must repent. Our behavior is, is not pristine. It's not always perfect. We might as well admit that. That's just the way it is. And so, when that happens, we need to repent. I need to go and say, I'm sorry. Uh, so, but... It's not necessarily complicated, but it is difficult sometimes. In order for me to repent, I need to humble myself in the sight of God. I I will not repent if I'm proud. It, It just won't happen. I have to humble myself in the sight of the Lord, and humble myself before whoever God's speaking to me through. And so sometimes our our <clears throat> maybe I could pose it as a question. Could our larger problem be a result of the largest problem? that we face as humans. Is our problems what we do wrong in relation to God or each other? Or is the largest problem I asked this morning myself first and you is the largest problem the cold within. You see, it's unfortunate that I may transgress against God or I may transgress against one of you. That's unfortunate. But it's tragic that I would be so cold within that I don't even want to say I'm sorry. Or I don't even want to make it right. Or I don't even care about what I did. That I would just slough it off and try to make it small. You know, uh, Jesus to the to the uh, church at Laodicea, he cut it right to the core. He said, "You know, you have the coal, and then you have the hot, but the problem is you're about halfway in between, and that's actually worse than coal." 
Now he implies, and he says, you, you should get hot about this. I mean, you, you, you should get fired up about, if you want to use that term, you, you, you should be... And, and you know what? You know what? He, you know what his solution is. He said, "Be zealous and repent. Get excited about print, uh, repenting." Ah, maybe it's the coldness of my heart that I don't get excited about repenting. But see, our problems and our coldness is not the result of God's inability to take care of that. Because He has done everything needful to take care, to provide the opportunity for us to repent and to not have coldness in our heart. And Colossians 1 Verse 19, it says, For it pleased the Father that in Him, meaning Jesus Christ, should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself, by Him I say, whether they be things in heaven or things in, things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, now hath He reconciled in the body of His flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in His sight, if ye continue in the faith grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Now, we can ask the question, do I deserve to experience peace? And the answer to that is no. Peace is something, I believe, that flows out of the mercy of God as we come humbly before Him and repent. So peace is an undeserved product <coughs> of repentance. <coughs> Pardon me. I am fighting a cold along with Decode. It is unfortunate, to say the least. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. And, and so the only thing <clears throat> the only thing that stands between peace myself and peace and sometimes the seemingly insurmountable problems that I face the only thing that stands between that and the, those things and a solution is my coldness and my pride Zedekiah it specifically says that he humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet thank you very much He humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet, speaking from the mouth of the Lord. When God's word comes to me through others or through his Holy Spirit, thank you.
<clears throat> trying to keep the preacher propped up here. So you turn to Isaiah 55, verse 6. God's cure for the common cold. <clears throat> and I call it common. Because you and I know that we live in a very, very cold world. It is cold out there. But God has a cure for the common cold. And it's so common out there that we can get used to the cold. And we can start behaving like cold people behave. And we can start living like cold people live. But Isaiah 55, verse 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it to bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing wherein I shall, whereunto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace, Notice the result. Seeking the Lord while he may be found. Taking care of that coldness in my heart. I will go out with joy and I will be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn tree shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briars shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name. For an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. What a, what a picture. The world is not all wrong. My life is not all wrong. It is not frustration. It is not coldness. I will be led forth with joy and peace. To wrap this message up, I'm going to just quote a few passages of Scripture. Jesus came, the Bible says in Luke 179, to give light unto them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and, and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the ways of peace. Romans 5 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace through our Lord Jesus Christ, which requires repentance and submission to his life. Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is, is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Romans fourteen seventeen. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore (coughs) 
Follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Galatians 5.22 And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that have that our Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. And you can turn to Ephesians 2. I'm going to read this whole chapter. <clears throat> And you have to quicken. <clears throat> and you have to quicken, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace he are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us, through Christ Jesus. For by grace ye are saved through faith. That is, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Which God hath before ordained. That we should walk in them. Wherefore remember. That ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. Who were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. Who hath made one and broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to which, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were far off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom also ye are built together for an habitation of God 
through the Spirit. And I will quote Isaiah 26.3 in closing. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. God spare us from the cold within. <laughs>